Lily Grove Global Ministries presents Revival 2022. Join us this October for a month full of empowerment and prayer as you recharge your relationship with God. Experience new, life-changing teachings from some of the country's most revered Baptist leaders. Ralph Douglas West, Frank E. Lee, Howard John Wesley, and Tellus Chapman. I'm Reverend Terry K. Anderson, and I'm personally inviting you to Lily Grove this fall to experience revival and the power of God's Word for yourself. To learn more, visit lilygrove.org forward slash revival. precarious predicament out on a limb. Last Sunday's message was about Absalom who was out on a limb. And this morning's word is about another man who is swinging by the neck. because of his rejection. Absalom hung because he reaped and Judas hung because he rejected. There are some names, two or three names in scripture that are so infamous that no one has named their daughter Jezebel. No one has named a good dog Judas. Those two names, among others, live in infamy. We, we cannot help wondering about Judas this morning. Because no doubt he wanted to reap position and prestige and prosperity and power because he thought Jesus' kingdom was an earthly kingdom. But disappointment over Christ's failure to materialize the earthly kingdom on which he set his sights probably played a large part in Judas's decision to sell Jesus out. And we pride ourselves that we are not like Judas. But are we? Walk with me around the text. Judas represents all who reject the Messiah out of greed and selfish ambition. Judas was neither a hero nor a demon, but a deeply flawed human being who did, in fact, betray his Lord. In that sense, any of us in Lily Grove this morning or any of us watching on our social media platforms can be a Judas because all of us are flawed human beings. And there are, brothers and sisters, degrees by which we fall into a Judas-type syndrome. If you think it can't happen to you, here is how you can betray Jesus and not be named Judas. Judas. 
you can betray by being a closet Christian who never tells anybody about your faith. You can deny Jesus in a moment of intense pressure. Wanting to fit in. And somebody will recognize you from having seen you on television at Lily Grove. And in a moment of intense pressure, sitting in a place you don't belong, you will deny that you even know Christ. That's betrayal. Or you can be a passive apostate. Passive apostate. James chapter 5 verses 19 and 20 says, Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth and one convert him, let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. You can be a passive apostate. Or you can betray our Lord by being an active apostate. Hebrews chapter 6 verses 4 through 6 says, For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. It's possible to be in church all your life and not be named Judas, but have all of his characteristics. I was in the barbershop yesterday getting my hair pressed. And um, I was sitting next to a guy, I see him every time I go to the barbershop, and he, he said, uh, Bishop, what is the sermon tomorrow? And I told him what I would be preaching about. And he commented on Judas. He said, Judas was born for that. He said, it's sad that he was born to be condemned. It's, it's really sad. I hope that I'm not born to be condemned. He said, uh, that's a terrible thing because the scriptures calls him the son of perdition. And Judas was, was born to go to hell. And, and that was my time to preach. <laughs> I don't usually preach in the barbershop. As soon as I sit in the chair and they just put their hands on my head, I fall asleep. But that was my time to preach. I said, no, Judas was not born for hell. Judas was called, you're right, the son of perdition. Judas was a devil from the beginning. But Jesus chose him. And Jesus choosing of him did not make Judas do what Judas did. Judas betrayed God, the son of God, because he made a human decision. And God saves us, but he does not take from us free will. Because if God took our will from us, that would make us puppets on a string. God does not make us love him. God chooses us if we choose him. He that hath the Son of God has life, but he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Moses told him in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30, I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life. Now, you don't have to choose it, but the consequences of not making a choice is the same as the consequence of making a choice. 
Because not to choose is to choose. Yeah. I, want you to, I want you to work with me this morning. Peter and Judas, both of them sinned. What Peter did was no worse than what Judas did. And what Judas did was no worse than what Peter did. Because there are no degrees of sin. All unrighteousness is sin. Peter and Judas were both chosen by Jesus. Both of them were Jesus' disciples. Both sinned in the most crucial of ways and in the most crucial of moments. Peter is guilty of denial while Judas is guilty of betrayal. And denial is not worse than betrayal. My grandmother would say it's six on one hand and half a dozen on the other. Denial and betrayal are two sides of the same coin. No one sin is greater than the other. But what happens after the sin is what makes us still talk about Peter. Peter's denial was connected with human weakness. While Judas' betrayal was connected with human rejection. And the consequences of what happened after they sinned made the difference in both their lives. Because when the cock crowed and Peter realized that Jesus said, before the rooster will crow, you will have denied me three times. And the Bible says, when he heard the rooster crowing, he went out and wept bitterly. But when Judas realized what he had done, he went out and hanged himself. If Judas had come to Jesus like Peter did, Judas would have gotten saved. Because God does not allow us to be born to condemn us. Nobody is born that God will send you to hell just because you were born. You go to hell because you refuse his invitation. Whosoever will, let him come and drink from the fountain of life freely. Judas betrayed. Judas was the son of perdition. Judas went out and hanged himself. By his own choice. I've decided to follow Jesus. Some other folk have decided to follow Satan. The choice is yours. Jesus did not come into the world to condemn the world. But that the world through him might be saved. Paul says, I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but it's not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness have gone about to establish their own righteousness and they have not submitted themselves to the righteousness which is of God. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, the Bible says, you shall be saved. Judas hung himself because he rejected 
the call of God. I mentioned to you earlier, Jesus chose him. Jesus knew who Judas was, and he still chose him. Jesus knows who I am, and he still chose me. Jesus knows who you are. Jesus knows what you are capable of. Jesus knows your sinful proclivity. Jesus knows that you will go left when you're supposed to go right. Jesus knows that you will fall, but it's not the falling that sends you to hell. It's the refusal to get back up. Because all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. I, I can't testify for you. I can only be a witness for myself. I did enough last week that God should have blotted my name out of the book of life. But he says, whoever comes to me, I will in no wise cast him out. Jesus said, if you're in the Father, you're in me, and I hold you in the palm of my hand, and the devil in hell can't even pluck you out, and you may not look like a Christian, you may not act like a Christian, you may not sound like a Christian, but being a Christian ain't got nothing to do with how you look, sound, act. It has to do with the fact that you trust Jesus Christ to save you from your sins, you believe that he's the son of God and he died for you and he writes your name in the book of life. My parents who sleep the long sleep of death, Lena and Houston Anderson, their names are on my birth certificate. I was born to Lena Anderson, on June 27, 1959, 7.31 in the morning, 9 pounds and 14 ounces. Y'all done missed the point already. I can go now to the Bureau of Vital Statistics and change my name to Casabubu Von Traslin Mandela. That will never erase that I'm Houston and Lena Anderson's son, June 27, 1959, 731, 9 pounds, 14 ounces, because my parents gave birth to me. Somebody ought to help me preach it. I can do whatever I want to do. I will never not be my parents' child. All the mess I make in my life, I will never not be God's child because one day I was born again. And since I was born again, the Bible says the born-again soul cannot die. I will never go to hell because I've trusted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. Therefore, there is no condemnation. I wish I had a Bible reader. To them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Now the reason... Judas is without excuse. It's because Judas was there in Matthew chapter 11 when Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He was there in John chapter 11 when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. He was there in Matthew chapter 14 when Jesus walked on the water 
He was there in John chapter 3 when they ran out of wine and Jesus took ordinary water and turned it into extraordinary wine. He was right there when a storm came up on the Sea of Galilee and Jesus was asleep in the hinder part of the boat and they woke him up and he stood up and said, peace be still and there was a great calm. He watched when that boy brought two fish and five loaves and Jesus lifted it up to heaven and when he brought it down, it fed 5,000 men not counting the women and the children. He was standing right there when that woman took that alabaster box of expensive ointment and put it on Jesus. And Judah said, we could have sold that ointment and given the money to the poor. And the Bible says he wasn't concerned about the poor. He was a thief. Jesus chose a thief. And in here this morning is some crooks Jesus chose. The chiefest among them is the one preaching to you this morning. Now, now, now don't you sit down here acting like you ain't no crook. Watch your cell phone. Watch your pocketbook. You sitting next to a crook. Because there's something bent in every last one of us. There's something crooked in every last one of us. And if you haven't sinned, it's because you haven't run up on an opportunity. Paul said every time, have I got a witness? I desire to do good, evil is always present. And the good that I would do, I wish I had some noise here, I find myself not doing, and the evil that I don't want to do, that's exactly what I do. Oh, wretched man, not that I was, but that I still am. I wish I had somebody here this morning who made some mistakes. You did some things in your life you wish you could undo. You've got some skeletons in your closet that if the door opened, all of them would fall out right now. But you still got your shout on this morning. You still waving your hands in the sanctuary. Not because you've been so holy. Not because you've been so righteous. But you serve a holy God. You serve a righteous God. He looked beyond your faults. He rejected the call of God. And then, brothers and sisters, not only did he reject God's call, he rejected the command of God. Judas, listen to me, Judas literally heard Jesus preach. For three years, he literally heard the word of God come from the God of the word. He didn't hear Terry preach. He didn't hear Carlos preach. He heard preaching from who was being preached about. He looked at what he looked for. He talked to what he was talking about. He stood with what he was supposed to be standing on. Yet, hearing the gospel from the gospel itself, he said, no. 
this morning, you can hear the gospel. Sit under preaching. And still say no. You say no because you want a God who lets you do what you want to do. Some of you were here a number of Sundays ago when, when there was a film crew here from London, England. They're doing a, a documentary on the life of Carl Lewis, the, the runner, Carl Lewis, who's from Houston. And uh, the film crew wanted to come to an African-American church to experience a church in a black setting. And they filmed some of you coming into the, into the, uh, the North X, and they filmed many of us while we were here in service and, and that Sunday morning just happened to be the Sunday where we cut up ridiculous in here. <laughs> and, and so they filmed all of that and they interviewed me before church started because they wanted to talk to me about some hot button issues, the first of which was homosexuality. And so in their English accent, I love to hear people from England talk who are really from England. In their English accent, they were asking me what were my thoughts about homosexuality, and I told them what my thoughts were. And he was trying to get me off it by saying, well, suppose somebody's in the congregation and, and they just feel that uh, that's, that's who they are. I say, well, I will try to preach that feeling out of them. And then he says, well, suppose they say they were born that way. And then I, tell, I told him, I'll tell them that they have to be born again. I said, now let me, let me, let me, let me, let me place a caveat there. Let me, let me stop here because I see you trying to get me to say something that I'm not going to say. I said, I don't have any opinion on homosexuality. I'm just repeating what the Bible says. Because my opinion doesn't matter. What matters is what the Bible says. And the Bible has something to say not only about homosexuality, but the Bible has something to say about adultery. The Bible got something to say about bestiality. The Bible got something to say about lying, gossiping, laziness, overeating. The Bible has something to say about backbiting, the Bible has something to say about people separating friends from friends. The Bible has something to say about everything in life. And I'm not going to not say what the Bible says because you're making a documentary. Because if you're going to come to this church, Jesus makes the rules. And sometimes the pastor does not follow the rules, but I follow Jesus. Because Christianity is not about rules, it's about a person. Yeah. Yeah. And we run people away from church trying to make them follow rules instead of having them follow Jesus. Because even though you break the rules, Jesus will get in the ditch with you. Jesus will get in your mess with you and help you to get clean again and usher on Sunday morning. Preach on Sunday morning. Sing on Sunday morning with the mess you just did last week. So let me tell some holy roller in here this morning. Let me tell some holier than thou in here this morning looking down your sanctimonious Baptist nose at us. Answering your phone, praise the Lord. And you too blessed to be stressed. You blessed and highly favored. All it takes is the right circumstances. And you be just as low down as the rest of us. I need some more crooks in here this morning who can help me testify if it had not been. For the Lord 
who was on my side. He rejected the call of God. He rejected the command of God. And as I hurried to the close, he rejected the Christ of God. Here's the shout. Here, here's what I've been waiting to get to. Here is the entire shout. You ready? Judas lived with Jesus and died without God. It's very possible to come to church every Sunday and die without God. I don't care what your gifts are. I don't care what your skill set is. I don't care how good you look behind that mask. I don't care where you buy your clothes, how fast your car is, what you do for a living, how much money you have in the bank, what is your position at Lily Grove, you can live with Jesus and die without God. Listen to it again. Listen to it again. When Judas, his betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned when Judas saw that he went too far. Because listen, he had seen Jesus in some scrapes before and Jesus has gotten out of them every time. So Judas figured I'll make a little money on him and then he'll get himself out of a jam. When he, the betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned, he repented. I got stuck on, on that word repented. Because I was thinking that if, Jesus, if Judas repented, then, then maybe Judas was not lost. And I struggled with that for days. Because I don't just get up and preach on Sunday morning. I try to wrestle with the text to try to make sense and to try to rightly divide the word of truth and to try to make sure that, that what I'm saying is accurate. And so I got hung up on that word repented. And whenever I get hung up on a word in the, in the, in the text, in the scripture, because I want to be as accurate as I can possibly be, I call my friend who is more than a friend, he's a brother, Pastor Ralph West. Uh, Pastor West has uh, a master's degree in biblical languages. He actually can read Hebrew and Greek. I struggle reading English. <laughs> but Pastor West can actually read he, you, you read Hebrew backwards. He can actually do that. It's amazing. He, he has a, a, a master's degree in biblical languages. So I don't need a master's degree in biblical languages if my friend got one. So I called Ralph and said, I'm hung up on this word Judas repented because I'm thinking Judas might have made it in. Ralph said, let me pull out my Greek New Testament and study it in a minute, and I'll call you back. And he called me back about 10 minutes later. He says, Reverend, there's two words for repent in the Greek. The first word for repent, he says, is the word metanoia, which gives us our English word metamorphosis. It, it, it means a change in one's way of life that has resulted from a spiritual conversion. That's metanoia. 
But Ralph says the word you're looking at in, in this text is the word metamelamai. And the word metamelamai does not mean repent towards spiritual conversion. It denotes remorse. It denotes regret. It's to have regrets about something in the sense that you wish that what you had done could be undone. What I'm getting at is when the Bible says Judas repented, Judas realized that he went too far and he wished that he could undo what he had done, not metanoia, but metamelamai. You can have remorse without repentance. You can regret doing wrong and still go to hell. Because unless you change your lifestyle, somebody ought to help me preach here. You remember when uh, Jesus talked with Peter, he said, Satan desires to have you that he might sift you as wheat. But I've already prayed for you Watch this, that your faith fail not. Jesus did not say, I've already prayed for you, that your flesh fails not. Because he knew that Peter's flesh and mine and yours would fail. He said, I don't want your faith to fail. And then when you are converted, strengthen your brother. You can't strengthen anybody until you've been converted. You can't tell anybody about God's goodness unless you know something about God's goodness yourself. Somebody in here this morning might regret what you've done, but you've got to turn around from what you've done. If any man I wish I had a Bible reader. Be in Christ. He's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are, are become new. I'm through. But last Sunday I talked about Absalom. And he hung out on a limb. And this word this morning is about another man who's hanging out on a limb. Because when he realized what he had done, he took the money back, the 32 pieces of silver. He sold Jesus out for $52.80. Don't look at that and look askance at that. Because you and I sell Jesus out for less than that. But, 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 but Absalom from last Sunday and Judas from this Sunday, there's, there's, some, there's some diametric connection. There's some connection. The, the, the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Because in both hangings, something is common. Ahithophel, who was a confidant of King David, hung himself. Judas, who was a confidant of Jesus, hung himself. Ahithophel betrays King David. Judas betrays King Jesus. David, after he was betrayed, crossed the Kidron Valley. 
Jesus, after he was betrayed, crossed the Kidron Valley. David, when he was betrayed, prayed at the Mount of Olives. Let Ahithophel's counsel come to nothing. Judas, having betrayed Jesus, Jesus prays on the Mount of Olives. If it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. Ahithophel plans to take David at night with 12,000 men. Judas comes upon Jesus at night with soldiers from the palace guard. David said, the one who betrayed me ate my bread. Jesus said, the one who puts his hand in the dish with me, the same is he. Ahithophel was a friend and a companion of David. But when Judas came, Jesus said, friend, wherefore art thou come? I'm through. But Judas told the chief priests, scribes, and elders, and the people who were going to arrest Jesus. He said, stay with me. He said, watch me. The one I kiss, hold him fast. The Bible is very economical with words. The one that I kiss, hurry and hold him fast. Because I've seen him do some miraculous things. And, and, and if you don't get him when I tell you, he's able to slip out of your grasp. When I kiss him, hold him fast because he can turn water to wine. He can go to the graveyard and see a demoniac and have him come back clothed and in his right mind. I've seen him take fish and, and five loaves and feed 5,000 men, not counting women and children. I was in the room when Jairus' daughter was dead and he took her by the hand and she came back to life again. When I kiss him, you better hold him fast because he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can even ask or think. When I kiss him, you better hold him. He's the one you want because all of those around him can't do what he can do because no man speaks like this man speaks. No man can act like this man can act. So when I kiss him, I want you to hold him fast because if you let him go, you won't ever get another chance to kill him. And so he kisses Jesus. And they grab a hold of Jesus. And let's link now G Genesis chapter 3 and Matthew chapter 27. Because in Genesis chapter 3, after Adam had sinned with Eve, God came looking for him in the garden. And God said, Adam, where are you? In the same garden where Jesus was betrayed by Judas. Jesus said, friend, where are you coming from? God asked Adam in the garden, where are you going? Jesus asked Judas in the garden, where are you coming from? Because sin came this way. And righteousness came that way. And when mercy and truth met together, the friend that ran away in the garden is a friend who caught up in another garden. Because we got in trouble with a man named Adam. But we were redeemed in a man named Jesus. We got in trouble with a woman named Eve, but we were redeemed in a woman named Mary. We got in trouble on a tree in the Garden of Eden, 
but we were redeemed on another tree on a hill called Calvary. Not only did Absalom hang, not only did Judas hang on a tree, there was another man who hang on a tree. Absalom hang because he was reaping what he sowed. Judas hang because he rejected the Lord of life. Jesus hang because he wanted to save you and I from an eternal damnation. Judas said, whoever I kiss, hold him fast. They grabbed Jesus and brought him to a cross. Jesus said to them, essentially, if you think I'm going to run, nail my feet. If you think I'm going to fight with you, nail my hands. That's something about a nail in Jesus' hand that's different from a nail in my hand. You put a nail in a man's hands, he'll build skyscrapers and cathedrals. Put a nail in Jesus' hands, he'll build mansions in the sky. Put a nail in a man's hand, he'll build houses and cities. Put a nail in Jesus' hand, he'll build lives and destinies. Put a nail in a man's hand, he'll build a church like Lily Grove. But put a nail in Jesus' hand, and he'll build people to fill Lily Grove. How to reach the masses, men of every birth. For an answer, Jesus gave the key. He said, I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. Is there anybody here ever betrayed Jesus just like I have? Is there anybody here ever denied Jesus just like I have. But aren't you glad this morning he washed away your denial. He washed away your betrayal. He looked beyond your sinfulness. He looked beyond the mistakes you made. He looked beyond the lies you told. He looked beyond the debt you did. He looked beyond the weed you smoked. He looked beyond the alcohol you drank. He looked beyond the places you had no business going. He looked beyond your bad decision. He looked beyond your wrong actions. He looked behind your walking in the wrong direction. And he said, if you come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. I wish I had a witness this morning who knows that God will wash away your sin. God will erase your past. God will put down your enemies. God will make a way out of no way. If you know him and you're not ashamed to testify, if he kept you, and you don't mind being a witness why don't you look at somebody you don't have to put your hand on them i know we still in some covid restriction but why don't you look at somebody and say you should have seen me when the lord found me you think i'm shouting now i can't wait i can't wait till god answers my prayer you think I'm hollering now. You ought to be here one Sunday when God delivers me. You think I'm making noise now. Just wait until the battle is over. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm not going to wait till the battle is over. I'm not going to wait till my prayer is answered. 
I'm not going to wait till my problem is solved. I'm not going to wait till my divorce is final. I'm not going to wait till my child gets on drugs. I'm not going to wait until I can see my way through. I'm just going to go ahead and shout right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you for what you've already done. Thank you for what you're doing right now. And if he doesn't do anything else, he's already. He's already. He's already opened the door. He's already dried a tear. He's already answered a prayer. He's already healed a sickness. He's already paid a bill. He's already been a lawyer. He's already been a company keeper. Now under him who is able to keep me from falling. Is there anybody here know he's able? Do you know he's able? Why don't you tell somebody? He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. He, he's able. He's you belong to him aren't you glad he saved you aren't you glad he picked you up turn you around place your feet on solid ground thank you Jesus thank you Jesus I know he's all right